Hi, my name is Max, and today we will talk about why sustainable business is better business and three tips to make a difference today. Our guest is Shay Lawrence from Colorwood. Shay is the founder of Colorwood, loves surfing the ocean, specializing uses business as a force for good, developing her own business in the social enterprise space, inspiring people to live more sustainable lives. She has been incredibly successful because in just over two years, her products are sold in over 300 stores throughout New Zealand. If you want to learn other business tips, then subscribe to this show now. Welcome to the show for business owners, proudly brought to you by easyfreight.co.nz. In this show, we introduce successful tools and tactics which you can apply today. Subscribe now and take your business to the next level. Shay, would you like to add anything else about yourself or your business? Uh, I actually think you covered it pretty well there, Max. <laughs> yeah, that was a good introduction. Uh, could you explain the audience? Uh, what do you do? What do you sell? Yeah, sure. So I started Kelly Woods about two years ago. It was after coming back from traveling. I went to some of the most isolated places in the world and the most isolated places in the ocean. What I actually saw was plastic pollution follow us to every single place we went. So then I came home um, after about six years and I decided, okay, cool. I really want to do something in the business space and work for myself and have a bit of lifestyle freedom. And then also do something that contributes to the overall shift, like to where I want to see the world going and to do something about all that plastic pollution that I saw in the most crazy places. Kelly Woods is about reusables mainly and inspiring positive change in the sustainability space. And we focus on the customer, people like you and I, who day to day, we use things, we buy things, and we're trying to find more sustainable alternatives. We actually started with reusable straws about two years ago. Obviously. That's become quite a mainstream product now after two years. But at the start, we were having people ask us, oh, why would I use a reusable straw? So we launched with that product and it was super successful. I started really small in the markets, you know, on a Sunday under a gazebo and then developed a retail product from there. And now this year we've launched into other products as well along the same theme, um, sustainability. So tumblers and sporks and cutlery packs that people can use instead of single-use plastics. Obviously, uh, Shay, you have competitors in this market and why do you think being sustainable is a competitive advantage do you have any yeah. examples yeah so i'd say that addressing sustainability in business is super important especially in the time that we're in now you know we've just had massive strikes all around the world for climate action we've had a un report come out saying we've got a, a million species facing extinction and i don't know about you guys but that's not okay with me in one generation we've wiped out half of all marine life. We're facing more plastic in the ocean than fish by weight in 2050. That what we're doing now and what we've created and the system that we've created and what we've done as, as business is we've, we've basically pooped on our own doorstep. And what are we going to do to move ourselves away from this sort of like path that we're going down, which isn't good for anybody on the planet. It's not good for other species. And we're literally sort of facing our own extinction in a way. From my perspective and everything that I've seen in sustainability space and business and social enterprise, over the last two years is that you're future-proofing your business when you address sustainability. So this is just so important because you've got millennials coming through and they're not just buying, they're buying for a reason. They buy purpose and they buy a story and they buy things that are better. 
you know, and then a lot of people now are actually willing, yeah, sure, I'll spend that extra couple of bucks because that product is doing something better, even though it's pretty much the same. But there's, you know, there's that extra social enterprise give back sort of part about your product or service. So I think, yes, addressing sustainability is future proofing your business and making sure that you're actually just doing the right thing. Because at the end of the day, you know, as humans inherently, we just want to be happy, right? And I think we are also going to be pretty unhappy if we know that our business is contributing to a really crappy world. I 100% agree with you, Shay. Um, in Actually, in uh, our recent business news article, we published a topic about flying shame where people in Europe, it's not just millennials, it's wealthy uh, and middle class mm-hmm. people, they stay away from flying and taking air trips because it it emits more pollution and uh, it's a growing trend so if you start your business concentrating on sustainable products and services it will give you um, additional competitive advantage so yeah yeah talking about manufacturing locally or overseas how should new zealand importers decide should they start manufacturing it locally or doing it overseas with kelly woods i've got a bit of a combination of manufacturing i manufacture china taiwan new zealand indonesia and i'm looking at something in sweden at the moment as well all i can say with sustainability and business like the crux of it is that there's absolutely no way that your business is going to be perfect straight off the bat. And whether or not you decide to manufacture overseas or in New Zealand, your products and your services will always have a footprint, no matter what. That's just the nature of it. So I suppose it's looking at it from a really holistic perspective and going, okay, cool. You know, every business is going to have an impact. How am I going to be most impactful? What changes can I make slowly but surely that are going to maintain profitability and I'm also going to be able to have a positive impact? So working with things when you talk about overseas factories, you know, looking at the ISO standards, making sure that you have a sort of a manufacturing agreement in place that covers child labor, working labor, holidays, um, environmental impacts, making sure that the factories are compliant is an important step when you're looking at overseas. In New Zealand, yes, sure, it's amazing if you can manufacture here. I've found as well there are certain products that I can't do here because effectively people aren't willing to pay $40 for them. They're willing to pay $20, but they won't pay $40. And then somebody else will come in and offer it for $20 and then you won't have a business. So we have this really interesting dynamic at the moment, you know, of, of sort of like price and sustainability and um, manufacturing locations really you just have to find the fit that works for you and make sure that you're doing the best that you can. If you have established manufacturing, start looking at those processes. And I could recommend going for anybody going through the B Corp certification or even just doing the online survey that will show you, okay, here are where our strengths are as a business and here are where our weaknesses are and how do we sort of mitigate the things that we're not doing so well. If you have just joined us, I'm talking to Shay Lawrence from Carlowoods and we're talking about how to become a sustainable business and make a difference. Shay, how do you deal with copycats or competitors that, you know, use your IP or your design and copy your products? So when I did reusable straws, I was the first to launch into the New Zealand market and I knew that I probably realistically had about six to eight months before every single other company started coming on board and it happened and I knew it was going to happen. I try not to put too much energy and focus onto that because at the end of the day, there's nothing that you can do to kind of sort of prevent that coming through. I just kind of let it go, know that it's going to happen and just stay ahead of the game in terms of launching new products and marketing differently and making sure our messages are perfect and all of that sort of thing. I try not to 
put too much energy into it. Yeah, that, that's what we do in our company. We realize that if you concentrate on your clients, on your customers, think of how you can serve them and less worry about your competitors. If you look after your clients, keep coming back. It's a delicate balance between, you know, being aware of what's going on and then just making sure that you adapt accordingly, you know. So be aware, but I tend to not put too much energy into it because I reckon it would suck your soul a little. Obviously, you, um, like in most businesses, you had your own mistakes. Could you share Mm. with us one example of something that you would do differently if you start your own business again all over? Oh, that's a really difficult one because there are a lot of things that sort of go on when you're setting up that you don't know. I think probably the best thing that I did at the start was just to educate myself and then know when the time was when I knew enough and then to actually start doing. That's one thing that I think I did really well. So learned all of this information that I needed to know, got familiar with software, and then just actually went out and started doing stuff instead of talking about it. So it's, hey, you bring like a MVP out into a market space and it's like, at least you've done it and you've got some validation um, rather than just like sort of sitting there stewing on things. One thing that I probably would have done differently, I probably would have introduced my inventory system, which links, which is TradeGecko, which links right into zero. Um, I probably would have introduced that a little bit earlier and maybe got somebody else to help me with the setup because there's just been some things that I've had to go back and do and it's been a bit frustrating. Uh, Shay, we have a question from Alex. He is asking how other import businesses can follow your steps and what can they do today to minimize use of plastic in their office or the warehouse? Cool. Yeah, that's a great question. It differs with each business. So I would say just looking at exactly where your impact is, looking at exactly where you're sort of like you've got a lot of waste or something in the, going on in the supply chain, sort of tackle one thing at a time. I can't say exactly what I did because it'll be different for every single business. Just as an example, uh, you know, when you get samples sent or you get something sent from, you know, say China or Taiwan or Germany, wherever your supplier happens to be, you can actually request in your supply chain that they don't send you things packed a certain way. So we actually got a change from normal um, sellotape on our boxes to paper tape. And we said, that's just part of our agreement. We won't accept any goods that are wrapped in plastic. So it's not just thinking about, you know, hey, we're in the office and we're recycling and that's cool. It's thinking about, you know, through your supply chain going going up and then going down as well. So up there, we requested, you know, hey, let's get sent all of our products plastic-free and then they arrive to us and then we also send them out to our um, stores plastic-free too. So that's a good, really good little place to start. But I can recommend sort of just doing like a broad scale look and saying, okay, cool, here are 10 things we want to change over the next year. Tackle one thing at the start because if you do every single thing at once, it's going to be just, ah, too crazy. One habit at the start and that goes for business and your personal life as well. If you're using coffee cups and plastic bags and all of these things don't quit today start one thing new today and then just slowly integrate those habits because that's where you're going to get real change the rest of the time it's just going to probably fail and you're just getting to go going to end up going back to your original sort of way of way of living talking about suppliers shay what about your staff and subcontractors or contractors what do you require from them or do you require them to do anything do you do they change their personal life if they join Colorwoods? Yeah, it's quite cool. So there have been multiple times since I've started the business that we've definitely impacted other businesses, which is really awesome. Everybody that works directly with me sort of in Kellywoods day to day 
they definitely are passionate about sustainability. And I think that's super important because you need to have people that are on the same mission as you and really appreciate that mission. Your everything in terms of like your marketing and your messages is going to come out way more genuine. Um, when it came to our 3PL at the start, so two years ago, it was before this plastic free thing blew up. And I sent a couple of packs of straws out in the plastic career bag. And I was just like, oh, this just feels so wrong. Like I actually, like this, it, it can't happen and it can't be the way. We've spent a lot more money on shipping materials, you know, say for example, a roll of plastic tape, our paper tape costs probably like six times as much or more but it's a non-negotiable you know it's just it what's it's what makes our business unique we sort of back up what we stand for going back to sort of the people that work with us our 3PL at the start I sort of came to them and I was like hey cool I really want to work with you guys but I have a plastic free shipping policy and it's a non-negotiable so are you able to do it and they basically adopted their sort of whole shipping like materials and all of that sort of stuff to suit us and then in turn had other businesses approach them saying Shay who does your shipping other businesses in the sustainability space and they in turn got extra customers from that so that's really cool if you've got any other questions feel free to ask them now and uh, we will discuss it with Shay how do you inspect your factories do you fly there every year or do you ask them for photos videos any other proof to make sure they comply yeah so in Taiwan I visited that factory twice and then the Chinese factory I visited once so that's once in two years and twice in two years in terms of compliance they definitely are sending us like images and videos and then you can also get third-party inspections as well which is something that I'm looking into I see what's the product you are looking for to launch this year anything in particular that you're excited about yeah, um, so we've got a few things that have just come out. So we've done like a reusable tumbler. So for smoothies and for coffees, it's quite large, sort of this, this size. We've done the tumbler. We've got a spork coming out. So a spoon and a fork with a little case that people can say no to cutlery when they're out as well. So they can, you can put it in your car glove box or put it in your handbag and then take it with you so that you don't need to use any single-use cutlery. And then we have some food wraps coming out, a few things like takeaway containers so that you can actually, I'm going to size it to New Zealand takeaways so you can actually bring a container with you to say you get a curry, take your container to your curry house, get it to um, get them to fill it up and then you can take it home with you, those sorts of things, just all along that sustainability, reducing plastic waste sort of path. Shay, we have another question. Um, yeah, And you bill... Um in New Zealand called Zero Carbon by 2050, just been mm -hmm. introduced. Do you think it is achievable, even though technologically New Zealand is still behind many Western countries? Yeah, when I look at the science of climate change, I think we just have to make it work. We have to make it work. Like, we just don't have an option. So whether it's... I do think it's personally achievable from reading what came out, but for people who don't think it is... I, adopting a positive mindset and being supportive and being on that sort of train of like, okay, cool. Like this is where we have to go. We don't have an option. We can't put profit in front of planet anymore because look at where it's got us. So we sort of have to really readjust and make a massive shift. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. And I don't think any person working in sustainability would say it is going to be easy because it's going to basically take a whole 
shift of how we consume and how we do business and what we package our stuff in and how we move and how we fly and all of that sort of thing. Yes, I do think it's possible. Is it going to be easy? No. Do we have to do it? Absolutely. If we don't, we we don't really have a future on this planet. Uh, Shay, I'd like to ask you three rapid fire questions. Uh, Ooh, your okay. Best uh, personal <laughs> purchase this year. This year? Pretty funny. I bought a glass water bottle from the supermarket because I had no water with me, which is very uncommon. It's like this really nice dark blue. So it's nothing fancy. It was probably like four dollars and I've used it as my whole as my water bottle all this year and I really love it. <laughs> Second question, uh what's been your best business purchase this year? I'd say investment, my assistant. She has taken over a lot of the day-to-day admin. I wouldn't exactly call it a purchase, but um, you know, definitely an investment taking away the admin and I can do sort of like bigger scale stuff which has really really helped last but not least what's your favorite place in the world i'd have to say tahiti i love new zealand don't get me wrong but yeah tahiti just has this majestic sort of prehistoric dinosaur-esque feel about it and there's just beautiful clear water amazing animals incredible mountains that are just right right on sort of the water's edge and i think just seeing the ocean wildlife there and going, okay, holy crap, this is so incredible. We're facing a future where, you know, the next generations won't ever see this. They won't see these animals here and they won't swim in clean water and they'll always have, you know, plastic around them and stuff. It's, that's really my why and that's definitely what drives, I think, a lot of people in sustainability as well, protecting what you love. So Thank you, Shay, um, for your business tips. Uh, I'm sure we can talk for another hour or so. <laughs> But I want to respect your time. Um, and uh, can you please tell us where people can learn more about your business or yourself? Yeah, sure, Max. Cool. So you can find anything about sustainability and my sort of personal stuff on LinkedIn. So that's just Shay Lawrence, S-H-A-Y, and then Lawrence with a W. Um, and then if you want to know anything about Caliwoods, the best place to find us is caliwoods.co.nz. That's C-A-L-I-W-O-O-D-S. And we're on Instagram every day and we're on Facebook every day as well. So get in there. And if you didn't have a chance to write it down, we'll make sure to post it down in the comments below or somewhere on our business profile. Thank you, Shay, for your time and I look forward to seeing more of your products throughout the world. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. See ya.